and we're so excited to be with you guys today. Welcome today, Christina. Do you know what day today is? Yeah. It is June 15th. Okay, it's the Feast of St. Vitus. Okay, Christina. <laughs> it is June 15th, which means it is the first day in a year and a half that Los Angeles is back to normal, okay? LA is officially back. Well, it's not. Unmasked. I guess it's not fully back to normal because you still have to wear masks if you're not vaccinated. I know, but <laughs> waxed, vaxed, and ready to go, even though, you know, we won't discuss vaccines on the podcast. We know that there are a lot of differing yes. opinions and views, all of which we respect. You know, we respect everybody here at Matt, at your, well, here at Matchmakers in the City and here on the Dating in the City podcast. But I am just, I couldn't be more thrilled. I woke up this morning and I just, aside from like telling Alexa, um, to snooze the alarm because my I literally snooze my alarm for th- I for a half hour a solid half hour I think it's also because I'm coming out of like a Vegas my Vegas trip I was in Vegas this weekend you guys so I think my body is even though I barely like I, it's not like I drank you know I had two glasses of prosecco woohoo going wild wilding out kids and then we me and Alan like we're such grandparents we got we just got back at like before before midnight each night and I was so just like I'm just so elderly like it's so funny but anyway, but no, I woke up this morning and I just felt so good. I was like, oh my gosh, like we're free. You know what I mean? Like we are free. Like well, I want to burn my mask. I want to burn my mask stash, <laughs> but I won't just in case. And even though I will literally like, so- I, I might be committed if something like this happens again. I may be committed. Well, Governor Newsom still has full just yeah. executive power. He didn't give that up. What? <laughs> She's such... Even... It doesn't... Okay, so here's the thing, you guys. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Every person... Like, so many people in LA cannot stand <laughs> Governor Newsom. That is, like, the one thing people in LA can agree upon is that Governor Newsom is horrific um and yeah he is just such a tyrant I can't stand that man like just <laughs> let us live he's just such a hypocrite I can't I just can't but anyway yeah exactly he still has executive control so we'll see what happens um hopefully you know whatever but anyway I could not be more thrilled I'm like I'm I'm planning my first night at the at, out at a club Christina would you want to go clubbing with me do you want to just go out? If you think you go to bed early, I go to bed at, oh, 11 latest. Because... But we could get to the club early and just, like, dance. You know. I don't, that's all you I know, do. I stopped going to clubs because I didn't like the, the 
strippers that they had at most places and then the music they played so degrading. but one night only one night only <laughs> that's all you have if to it's say. a club that's clean that's a clean club and you know that the music is going to be without expletives I cannot guarantee any <laughs> cleanliness I can't guarantee anything but what I can guarantee is dancing I just want to dance I just want to dance without my mask but I will even dance with my mask. I don't even care. I've just wanted to dance this whole time. I know. It's so I just hard want to not dance. To. Is that a crime? All right then. Anyway, you guys, let us, now that we've diddle daddled, we have such a fun episode for you today. We are breaking down the Erica Jane and Tom Girardi documentary that just came out of it all. Well, I'm going to talk to you about it. Everything from that to sisterly advice. We have a Mansers question from a really such a male, male, a male listener that's a true gentleman. And then we have a We Couldn't Help But Wonder as well um, from Sex in the City. So let us get started with our first segment. Stars, they're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay, so if you recall my favorite real housewife of of my favorite real housewife of all time mm-hmm. is Erica Jane, Erica Girardi, but now she's purely Erica Jane because Erica Girardi she filed for a divorce from Tom Girardi. But do you remember I told you about the whole wild scandal yes. that's been going on? Mm-hmm. And so this okay so basically erica jane is a real housewife of beverly hills she is in my personal opinion um and also just generally a fabulous she has a, this alter ego um called erica jane so she's this like pop star that just performs and she was on broadway as roxy hart in chicago and her life was just up 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 it was like she had so many branding deals she just was like living her best life her wardrobe was everything like every episode there is every look like she raised the bar so high in beverly hills and honestly for all the housewife franchises like erica jane came in and her glam squad her like she she traveled with literally a glam squad of five okay five men men and sometimes women makeup hair Hmm. um she had a creative director who was literally the creative director for the pussycat dolls and like for all these like britney spears like he was the choreographer like so she was just oh my gosh and so she elevated and what i loved the most about erica jane is that she was a woman in her 40s, in her mid-40s, where usually society, and this is also what I love about housewives so much, real housewives, society has kind of taught people, oh, once you hit, you know, above 30-something, you're nothing, or whatever, like to women. Like, oh, you're not, it's just society that's that's whether we like it or not it's oh you you know once you're above a certain age you have to be you know you you can't dress in a certain way you can't act a certain way it's kind of like over you know that element of your femininity is over or that fun or that like ambition is done but what i love about real housewives of all the franchises and specifically erica jane is that 
women in their 40s and 50s are not only gorgeous, but dynamic. They have goals. They have ambitions. Like, there's still so Mm. much so much that they're doing so much that they're accomplishing it's not just oh i'm not in my 20s anymore no not at all that is not their attitude so and they're just stunning and amazing and fabulous so erica jane especially i love that i loved and love still i can't help myself that she is just this powerhouse and this like girl power you know performing and you know just just Oh, I just love her so much. But, but, um, as you know, as I explained to you months ago when this all came out, because I got really into the legalities of everything, her world came tumbling down. Right. And if you want to listen to the details of that, we actually have a podcast that says Erica Jane in the title or, yeah. or in the description. Yeah, it says it in the title. From a few months ago. The Erica Jane scandal, right, I think. Right, the Erica Jane yeah, scandal. Yeah, so listen Jane to that scandal. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for like a total deep dive of like, right. basically. But anyway, so basically she filed for a divorce from Tom Girardi. Tom Girardi is the lawyer from the Aaron Brockovich case. So he does tort law. So he makes... Like he can make, he made $333 million and that was the highest payout for any tort case ever. Mm. And he sued like the gas, um, the gas company, I believe, or he sued like a huge gas company. So he put his name on the map and he just does these really huge cases and he makes millions and millions and millions. But anyway, the sequence of events, she filed her divorce Tom, then it came out that he was like running this Ponzi scheme of using money, not paying out his clients the money that he would win. So he would win money and then he would basically pocket it. And instead of paying out any of his clients, he would give them like little percentages here and there to kind of keep them on the, you know, just keep them. And he would like, you would, you hear all of these voicemail messages. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. But anyway, so fascinating stuff. And there is a new documentary that literally just came out called The Housewife and the Hustler. And I watched it last night and it's on Hulu. Um, and it seems like there are going to be more than one episodes on it because I know it's an ongoing, um, there's, it's like ongoing case. Mm. Um, so hopefully we'll get some more episodes, but it was a, a little more than an hour long and just so good. Did such a deep dive there. Um, but anyway, the in real life, because we really, all of the things, do you have anything to say about just like the Erica Girardi of it all, Christina? I don't know. Do you have any like opinions on it? Because I'll bring it back to dating and in real life. But before I do that, I feel like I've been monologuing because I'm so passionate about this. No, well, I think you had mentioned a celebrity match on Access Hollywood <laughs> that included Erica Jane. Okay. I literally try to put Erica Jane in all of my Access Hollywood segments because I love her so much. Um, And well, since the Girardi, since the Tom Girardi breakup. So I, okay. 
So I just did Access Hollywood, and um, I, I'm for those of you who are new, I'm um, I do a lot of celebrity matchmaking on air on Access Hollywood and in real life. Like our job, obviously, our mat is mat being matchmakers um, and working with professionals and also a lot of celebrities as well. So anyway, the um, yeah the latest Access Hollywood segment that I did, um, they wanted me to match a Rod. And what you don't see, so what you do see in the segment is me saying, my matchmaker's pick for A-Rod is Erica Jane. But we filmed, like what I initially said was, A-Rod needs to take a bench, like he needs to take a time out um, and from dating because he just blew up, you know, their relationship with J-Lo. He has to like go to therapy essentially. Mm -hmm. So I said something along those lines and I said, but if I have to match A-Rod with anybody, it's Erica Jane. Erica Jane like understands a media firestorm. And if there's anyone that can keep A-Rod in line, it's my girl, Erica Jane, because she is this powerhouse, fabulous woman. And especially since she's just been all this through all this BS with um, Tom, she's going to just be like a straight shooter in her next relationship and make sure that, you know. So yes, that was my match. Um, okay, so let's bring this to in real life because I could just go on and on. And But I will say, okay, actually, no, no, this is good. So in real life, should you be held accountable for your partner's mistakes? So right now, the media and public opinion is, I don't want to say split in the middle because it's not split in the middle. It's about 80% of people think that Erica should be vilified and that she knew and that she should be going to jail and suffering the consequences as well. Oh. Um, there is right now, she's not under arrest. This is all just allegations. This is all alleged that she knew. But the problem is that there was $20 million sent to Erica Jane's company as an investment into her company. So that's kind of business stuff. But again, it was from Tom Girardi. Right. And Erica, in my opinion, probably was like, oh, he just won a $33 million lawsuit. Oh, here he won another $80 million lawsuit. Oh, here's... So she's just thinking, oh, this is money is nothing for my husband. Like, he doesn't... He's not going to tell her the nitty gritty. The Bar Association didn't even know. How can people be... Built? But anyway, so... But people... And you can understand, people see this fabulous woman she's gorgeous she's blonde she's confident she's a you know she's and they just people love to see a fall from grace mm. people love it there's nothing more that americans love than somebody who is knocked off their high horse and that is what happened with miss eric jane and I am of the opposite mindset. I really don't think that she knew. I think that she is way, way too smart to be with a man who was clearly, I mean, once you find out about all this stuff, I think she was too smart to stay in a relationship like that. I think she would have gotten out ASAP. And I think that's what happened. I think that he tipped her off 
when they got right before they got a divorce she said okay i am getting out of here and and then i don't think she knew though as it was coming but also another thing she was a secretary in one of his he had like a bunch of companies one of them was a finance company she was listed as the secretary in his finance company this is all in the documentary so if she was actually doing secretarial work or was paid through the company that's a different story if she signed any of the things that's where Teresa Giudice also Real Housewives of New Jersey um and Teresa ended up going to jail so the thing is I mean anyway I wanted to hear though in real life relating it back to the listeners and you guys I'm sorry if you guys are not interested in this but obviously this is like I am on fire with this and I'm so passionate about Erica Jane um, should you be held accountable for your partner's mistakes? Okay, well, my first question is, do we know what the reason for the divorce was? Was that listed anywhere? It was, no. It was out of the blue. Okay. Randomly before, right before everything came out. Right before. Okay, and what right is, before. is Erica pleading, is she saying that she knew nothing about it. She's saying she knew nothing. Okay. She had no idea. Nobody knows except for Tom. That's what she says. What is Tom saying? Tom is claiming that he's claiming insanity. He's having his brother be a conservator. His lawyer said this man is not fit to stand trial. And you know what Britney Spears is going through with the conservatorship? They're claiming he is not mentally fit to stand trial. They got a, they got a, a doctor to say that he, a psychologist to say that he has Alzheimer's. To say that he is like exhibiting signs of Alzheimer's. I wonder how much that cost. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> but he's saying he's broke. He's saying, I had, you, you see the, him in the deposition. He's saying, I had 50 million. That's gone. I had 80 million in cash. That's gone. It's all gone. The money is all gone. The money is all gone. Yeah, I know. This is really hard because it's, it's obviously Erica was benefiting from yeah. unfortunately ill-gotten means. And the reason why people are so up in arms about it, which I understand, of course, and I hope people don't come after me for like loving Erica. I just can't help it. I love her so much. I've known her for so many seasons now. Like I'm emotionally invested in her. But um, but the reason why people are so up in arms is because the money, it was stolen from his clients are burn victims. His clients are orphans. His clients were like the Lion Air case that blew this all out of the water was like the, the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever was the, the house of cards, whatever that expression is. His, um, it was the Lion Air case where this plane like crashed and killed all of these people and left widows and children and babies without any money so the money that that's why it's so offensive to so many people because she literally has a song called expensive like it's expensive to be me like it's expensive to be me and she like all these like so much excess. Right, okay. It's gluttony. It's gluttony. Yeah, it is gluttony. And it's that's gluttony. why it's money corrupts. If, yeah. Yeah, it's if you just keep 
that's your goal. Yeah. But okay, I but should a part should somebody be held accountable that's for what, what their was, partner does? That's what I was going to answer. I think as a you can't okay, first of all, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. I, you have to. That's what how our our system works and that's the best way. You can't convict something of something before they're pr- proven. Yeah. Guilty. And so we can't vilify anyone right now until the truth comes out and hopefully it will in the court proceedings. But as a husband and a wife, you can do your best to influence the other person in the right direction, but you're, and you can help lead them and guide them to pray for them. But you, if they choose to go a different path, that's not on you. That's, you can't force them. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my answer. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. I think that if, if, if the, like in a normal, say like, let's bring this down to like normal, say, you know, your husband or say your boyfriend does something really rough at work, really shady. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he embezzles funds or like he, you know, even like lies on his timesheet at work right. or, you know, he is just like, that shows a character flaw in the person. And I think that it's really difficult because especially when you're in partnership with somebody, we are called to see the best in our partners. And a lot of times you can, when you're in a relationship, it's really difficult. Like, yes, there are certain people that do relationships in a way where they're constantly like figuring out all the negative things about their partner, but those relationships usually don't last. But the long lasting relationships studies show that um, for there, there was a study done, I forget where I read this, but there was a study done that um, tracked happy couples who were in long term relationships. And um, the couples, the one thing that they all had in common that one of one of the things that a majority of the couples had in common was that they saw their partner in a like in the best light possible like they saw their partner as more attractive than they actually were on average as more kind than they you know than that so they saw the best in their partner and i mean especially in something like this where they've been married for 20 something years it it seems like i i want to give you know the benefit of the doubt here but i really think that it's so difficult unless you were aiding and abetting your partner. I don't think that you should be held accountable exactly. unless you were helping them committing right. the crime, committing the fraud, right. you know, committing whatever the travesty was. I don't think you should be lumped in and held accountable for their actions, even if you inadvertently benefited from it. So maybe your husband was embezzling funds from his accounting firm and, oh, that's what paid off your mortgage. You know, like you didn't know, you just thought, oh, my husband's bringing home a bigger paycheck than he once was. Oh, you know, like, so it's, it's like, unless you knew, so I think that that's the whole thing, unless you know, and we're aiding and unless you knew and like let kind of turn a blind eye or we're aiding, aiding and abetting, I don't think you should be held accountable. So I think that that's what, that's what we're all waiting for exactly the courts to figure out if Erica actually knew. I want to think the best of her because I love her so much. So I really hope that she didn't know. So let's move on. 
And Kanye West unfollows Kim and all her sisters on Instagram amidst a new, his new relationship with Irina, who is... Do you, have you heard about this, Kanye? Did you watch my exercise? I segment? saw one of the clips. Did you watch my exercise segment? Did you watch it? No? A certain someone sent me a few clips of... Okay, no. Mommy, you and I watched... The mommies. I watched all of them after. (laughs) So our our mom, I think that sometimes she's the only one that like on the East Coast anyway, because I don't know for sure that it's on until my mom is like, oh, it's on, it's on. So um, she sends, she'll do these like videos clips of the Access Hollywood segment, but she'll like stop them midway through. (laughs) So it's very disjointed. Um, but anyway, so, um, uh, but anyway. We get her, we get her and Dennis's commentary. Yeah, we do. Dennis, you're missing everything. (laughs) It's so funny. But anyway, so Irina is Bradley Cooper's ex. I'm not going to say her last name because it's really long. She was pictured in your, in your segment, right? Is she, is that on your Instagram so they can see? It's on my Instagram at Matchmaker. I didn't know who she was when I saw that photo. I said, that doesn't look like Kim. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So no, the the reason why this Access Hollywood segment is so exciting is because it was the first one that I've done in person after one and a half years of doing all my Access Hollywood segments, not in person, like virtually. Mm -hmm. So it was just so much fun. It's just such a different, like, yeah, the segments are still the same length, but they're totally different in in terms of like I'm live like I'm well I'm I'm not exactly live like it's pre-taped but like I have to remember everything I cannot look at any notes I'm in the moment it's all it's not scripted at all it's completely like off the top so yeah, it so was if you, if exciting you get on Alessandra's good side you'll send her an email or a message afterwards just critiquing the <laughs> I literally can't how rude. How? No, people do that. I know. I As if, so like, true. give me a break, okay? Like, the fact that I even remembered Arena's name. Um, so she's Bradley Cooper's Bradley Cooper's ex. Yeah, Bradley Cooper just, bro- they they had broken up, well, like a year and a half, okay. two years ago. Okay. Um, but anyway, so Kanye, but the big unfollow here is that Kanye unfollowed Kim and her sisters. Hmm. And like, so yeah, Arena and, um, and Kanye are dating now. I said, I'm not really crazy about this match. Hmm. Um, but I will say, I mean, I will critique my own match on Access Hollywood. I think that she's a better fit in terms of just where her career is at. Like she'll be able to kind of be his the his setting to hit to, to Kanye's diamond. Right. So he'll she'll be able to follow him around. She's the like he's the king. Kim was the queen and Kanye was the king, and Kanye just needs to be the king, and he needs. He needs a he needs a princess. I don't think that he can do. It's just too much. He was moving around all the time. But anyway, okay. In real life, should you unfollow your ex on social media? Hmm. Christina, I think so. I think just doing what you need to do to move on. Yeah. It's different with a husband and a wife, though, and in the public eye, and a divorce, right? When you have kids together, right? 
I know. It makes things really complicated. But if we're going to talk about it more and what we usually see yeah. with, with yeah. boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, I yeah. think so. I think it's a healthy way yeah. of going about things. I will say, though, I learned something about myself personally that unfollowing is not necessarily... Unfollowing was not a great way for me to totally... Well, that's a lie. There were certain exes that I wanted, that I needed to unfollow, but then there were certains that it just, it did me more harm than good because it was like, I, it was the unknown and I was more like fixated on the unknown. Whereas with some exes, it needed to be like totally unfollowed. So more it's a... Person I think by it's a case-by-case case basis. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would say. I think it's a case-by-case case basis. Mm. The, I don't think that you should put pressure on yourself for something hard and fast. Because I remember during that the one that I'm thinking about, I put a lot of pressure on myself to unfollow and just totally... And that just wasn't right for that connection. It just wasn't right for that relationship. Right. Ending. I think that's such yeah. good advice, Alessandra. So let's, I think both of our advice is going to be take it as a case by case. Whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling a lot of pressure that you're, that you should do it, but you really don't think you need to, then mm-hmm. probably not, don't need to. Yeah. It's like makes it more dramatic right. than it needs to be. Exactly. And it's just like, just, it's okay. You can coexist, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think that's good advice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about matchmakers in the city quickly. Our sponsor. We, this podcast is sponsored by Matchmakers in the City. Matchmakers in the City is an old school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles with other service areas in New York, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. Sign up um, on our website, www.matchmakersinthecity.com, and click free sign up, and you can apply to have a meeting with one of our matchmakers um, to see if it's a good fit. And you go through, um, once you kind of get past that um, application, um, one of our members, one of the members from our team reviews your application, sees if you're a potential fit for matchmaking, and then you'll be booked in with one of our matchmakers to talk about the different options of membership with you and just learn more about you and see if it actually is a good fit for you and for us to work together. You might even get me or Christina as your matchmaker for a consultation. I will say, I feel like I've been getting like the best consultations lately. Mm -hmm. Nina has just been like placing these fabulous people with me. Mm -hmm. I get like the successful, amazing people. Like, I I literally just, after every meeting, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you are so cool. Wow. So, yeah, we've been getting... I I agree. I mean, I agree, too, with the people I've been meeting with. Yeah, I think... such a... We usually get the best people. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just also know that if you're in another city, that's fine. You can still work with us. Still set up your meeting. And we still submit your application and then we will. There are just so many different ways of working with us, whether it's state coaching or doing a priority membership. So definitely sign up and see what happens. Great. And then if you like dating in the city, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. Yes. That helps the podcast get out to more people. Absolutely. Helps us change the world. (laughs) One podcast at a time. Let's go into sisterly advice. Mansters edition. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, Allie and Christina. Male listener here. Love the podcast. I'm going to be upfront. 
I'm physically very picky. I'm only attracted to nines and tens, but a lot of t- <laughs> but a lot of times I don't connect with their personalities, so I lose interest. I connect on a friend level with fives and sixes, but there's simply no attraction. Where do I find nines and tens who are smart? Are there apps you would recommend, or should I hire your services from? And this is from looking for a dime. Okay, the reason I made it looking for a dime is because dime is 10 10 cents cents. and he keeps using like numerical values to ascribe to women. So I really wanted to, you know, I wanted to lean in for that moment. Oh, Melissa, Melissa. First of all, thank you so much for loving the podcast. Um, and for writing in. And, and for writing in. Us. And mm-hmm. for being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I will say brace yourself because um, hashtag I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so just brace yourself. Please know that I'm assuming you're a really good person, but I want to just take a step back before we address any of your questions. I just, I really want you to consider using different, um, different describers of physical attractiveness for women. Right. Because when you label a woman as a nine or a 10, when you just say, oh, five, five, sixes, nines, and tens, it is, it's probably one of and you may not even realize this no but it's probably one of the most demeaning things that you could ever say about a woman so and i know that i well i'm assuming that's not your intention to be demeaning exactly. i'm assuming that this was just an easier way to kind of put it out there for us but let's definitely normalize never using numerical Values right, to right. ascribe to women. And sorry, keep going. No, no, Christina. I and I know you wanted to. He wanted to be upfront, and I think cut to the chase. Yeah, that's why. But it's it's very if you know if you've heard the word objectifying. Let's just break down what the word objectifying actually means. It's uh, talking about a person as if they were an object. Mm-hmm. And rate, for instance, you would rate. Maybe you would rate a meal that you had as that's fine. But if you're talking about a person, people are so varied and and deep and layered and we are not able to be objective. We are not objects. And the problem with dating a lot of times now is people looking at each other as disposable objects. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can change this culture and also get you to your woman of your dreams is to understand that women are human women are human beings Mm -hmm. and we can't simplify them into a box or a number maybe you could Mm -hmm. say i'm very very attracted to this woman or i'm not as attracted to this these other women Mm -hmm. but that's a personal attraction totally and exactly like yeah i christina i think that you really said that beautifully um, so yeah, let's let's maybe never use that again. Um, just 
don't do it. He can consider. Consider never doing, never using. If those. He, he can do whatever he wants, but yeah, do whatever you we want. We recommend to get to your future woman of your dreams. We recommend because the woman of your dreams is probably yeah. a very kind and virtuous woman. Yeah, and she would be really upset to hear those words. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's now talk about just a person that is really physically picky mm-hmm. and kind of navigating those issues because it sounds like you're really attracted you're really attracted to a like kind of I don't even know because the thing is nowadays also your quote unquote nine or ten could be somebody else's not. You know, you're the person people that you find attractive could be you know, but let's just for argument's sake say that it's societal, societally, you know, what you find attractive is kind of on par with what society is like, you know, projecting as is, as what is attractive. And we, I mean, listen, we'd be lying if we said that we don't work with men who um, are a lot of men that we work with, they come to us and they're like, I you know, they, they live in LA and they're exposed to a lot of beautiful women and they want to be with a beautiful woman. So, you know, but let's, let's unpack that because the thing is like, he's connecting on a friend level with other women, but there's no attraction. Um, and it sounds like, you know, he's connecting more with those women personality wise, but then he's just not physically attracted to them. So could you, are there any ways that of like navigating that when you are somebody who's really physically driven? Yeah, and men typically are. And that's why... So I'm, are women! Oh, Christina, women we've been doing true. this for 10 years. Yeah, it's true. The, the the trope that men are the only ones that are physically driven, we have proven wrong on so many levels. It is a little different though, Alessandra, in the sense Smart that... women will see beyond physical. Right. Smart women. Right. Anyway, Sorry. Smart men, though, can't really get past it. It's it's sometimes really difficult. So men are the pursuers. And you have to think about, as the man, would you enjoy seeing this woman again? I would maybe even put, since this physical thing has been so important to you in the past, I would say, yeah, you want to be attracted to the woman, but maybe just open yourself to, I had a great date with this woman. Let me ask her again and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Even if she's not the perfect image of the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with yet. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I would be open to getting to know more women and in a deeper way than just because it sounds like you go on a lot of first dates. Yeah. And we want you to go beyond because I think that you're missing so much of the internal because you're able to see women in this way this more simplified way you're missing a lot of the internal depth and that's going to draw you and intrigue you so i would definitely consider that as we've we've talked about this before delete any instagram accounts you are probably stop watching porn yeah stop watching porn don't watch any just or any other Netflix show or any show that has just those kinds of images of women because it's all airbrushed and it might be messing with your mind. I think it is. And the thing is, I want you to think back to kind of before when you were younger and your first crush. Mm. I want you to think back to her 
it wasn't because she was the perfect specimen of a woman, the cover on a, you know, a Vogue magazine. It what that the reason why you had a crush on her, it wasn't because of that. It was because you just got excited when you saw her. You loved her personality. You guys like, you know, made sandcastles together or whatever. And but, sure, you thought she was pretty. Yeah, you but thought she was pretty. It doesn't need to be she wasn't posing for Maxim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it was it was something that was more pure and something that you were you got to know her personality. And if you've never had that experience, then I, I do, I, my heart goes out to you, but that's why it's also so important. I think I completely agree, Christina, and I think that one of the major issues with our culture and with dating apps and just the pressure of dating is that people fall in love over time, okay? People generally, male, female, it doesn't matter. They fall in love, you grow in love, you fall in love over time, that's long lasting. Yes, can you be super physically attracted to somebody immediately? Absolutely, it's going to happen, it will happen, it has happened, all of that. But as you're seeing here, male listener, looking for a dime, that fades, Look, as we always say, three words, looks fade fast. <laughs> looks fade fast once you learn about a person. But something, the, the qualities that are truly attractive about a woman to you, maybe her warmth, her kindness, her femininity. Write that interior qualities list, the five interior qualities that you're looking for in yeah. your future girlfriend. Write that those, list. How, does, how mm-hmm. do those qualities sound? Warmth, laughing, you know, bubbly, playful. That is kind. attractive. Kind, loves animals. Like not materialistic. Not things. materialistic. Like right. that is a beauty. That is true beauty and right. that is femininity and that is that is so beautiful so exactly that's like, gonna make your marriage really special yeah or you could be married to a woman who you think is the most beautiful woman in the world but she's just spending your cards left and right if you're not making billions of dollars she's not gonna ever be happy I've seen relationships like that yeah so I think exactly like remember Remember, you know, remember genuine connecting, genuinely connecting and open yourself. I think it's open your heart. Good steps. So now let's move on. And there are no, listen, dating apps, um, there are no dating apps that can help you with this internal work. There are no dating apps. I would say get off the dating apps immediately because they're messing with your mind. Um, hire our services a hundred percent. We can totally work with you. You, one of the cool parts about matchmakers in the city is that you work with the team of matchmakers throughout your entire membership. We're not going to leave you in the lurch. You are literally meeting with one of your matchmakers after every single match that you go on. So if you're navigating this new way of dating, of seeing with the eyes of the heart, instead of seeing with, you know, another area of your body, um, then this is really a great time to hire matchmakers in the city and work with the team throughout your membership. Because, I mean, obviously we work with probably some of the most beautiful women in the world physically but for us we always say it's never that's never hard like you we work with so many beautiful women it's all that other stuff that is really this that's what's gonna hook you that's what's gonna you know get you to 
really be the best man that you can be. Right. So, yeah. But anyway, that's our advice. Please don't take offense. And ladies, you know, we're, we're trying here. <laughs> okay, great. So now we're going to move on to our next segment, We Couldn't Help But Wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2021, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. Also, you guys, sorry if you hear a little bit of a crying baby in the background. That is young Austin. Um, I can go and tell her to walk him. No, no, no. It's okay. I think it's fine. Like, you guys are fine. Like, this is real. This is a reality. We're at Christina's beautiful home (laughs) recording this podcast. We're not at the office today. Okay, so this is season three, episode six. Are we sluts? Okay, so what Carrie couldn't help but wonder, are we simply romantically challenged or are we sluts? So I love this episode because this is the episode where Carrie doesn't understand why Big does, uh, wait, excuse me, why Aiden doesn't want to sleep with her. And then she feels jaded when she finds out that Aiden doesn't go for sex the old fashioned, for the old fashioned reason that he's still a romantic. So he said, and he has this amazing line, like, Aiden is so obnoxious, but I love him so much. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I've done it the other way, but, you know, clearly it hasn't worked for me, so I'm trying to do it this way. Like, he's such a good guy. I love him, but I literally want to, like, rip him apart because I just, I, I, he, like, gets on my nerves just because he's Aiden. Like, he's the, the oboe. Like, he's so perfect. But anyway, but, okay, so, but she, that's why she's saying, like, are we sluts? Like, am I a slut? Because she's so annoyed that he hasn't, isn't trying to sleep with her and she's so confused. Um, the, um, or is he just serious? Samantha suggests, um, uh, oh, becoming just a friend. And Samantha says, well, do you want to just be friends with him? Um, anyway, Charlotte has a great lover. He's such a great guy. He's such a gentleman, great career, all of that. One flaw without knowing it. So at the end when, you know, the, um, when he's, you know, in, in the throes of orgasm. Oh my God. I can't say this with you here. He calls her a B-I-T-C-H and a whore. Like, he just, like, he's like, oh, like, he just, like, ejects, like, those verb, that verbiage. So it's, like, really crazy. If you have small ears around. Yeah, sorry, guys. You should, like, explicitly say, like, like, I'll put an E on this. Explicit content. Um, But then she, like, tells him and he's horrified. But he can't stop doing it. So it's, like, very strange. Um, and, um, then Miranda discovers she has chlamydia. Oh my gosh, bless her. So she has to call 42 former partners. Call them. She has to physically call them. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So really crazy. And she talks, she talks to the guy that like, we think, I think gave it to her. And he's this attorney. He's just such a douchebag, such a horrible person. Anyway, Samantha's countless dates actually, oh, oh, so Samantha then at night, um, she, you know, always has these male suitors coming in and she accidentally allowed a violent robber into her posh building. And then the other tenants found out and she feels shunned because, you know, she would like let these men in her apartment at all hours of the night. Um, and then the tenants found out because it was a very posh building. Um, but anyway, so I though love, I want to kind of go into the first 
um, kind of Carrie storyline of Aiden um, not wanting to sleep with Carrie. I love that because I, I even with our male members, I will talk yeah. to them about it's not just about getting as many women in bed as possible. That's yeah. not good for anyone. Yeah. It's not good for you. You're not, you're getting, you're, you're getting further away from the right woman if you're doing that. And you, all of our goal, when everyone's goal when they come to us is to meet the right person for them. Yeah. And Aiden's approach is the right way to do that. A hundred percent. So one of our guidelines is no sex until you're in a monogamous relationship at the minimum. Okay. Because we do work with some Catholic or Christian or Jewish or, you know, just really religious members who sex is they're waiting until marriage, which we totally like think is such a beautiful thing. Um, but the, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I also, we, we talk about this a lot, but, um, the whole thing with, having sex with somebody before you have an emotion, before there's that, you know, um, exclusivity at the minimum is that women release oxytocin when you have sex. And that essentially is the bonding hormone, is the cuddle hormone. So that's why a lot of women, a lot of your friends, or you have probably experienced this if you've had sex with guys that were just not right for you. Um, and you knew it intellectually, but like physically you were just so bonded to them. Um, so it's, it's more of a safeguarding for yourself. Because you want to, before you bond with this person in such a hormonal and physical way, an emotional way, you want to make sure that this is somebody that you could marry, you know, that you could, that you could be with for the rest of your life. Honestly, that you could have a kid with, you know, even birth control doesn't work sometimes. So you need to be prepared that, okay, if I'm going to have sex with this person, like, that, that should be, in my opinion, and that will help you also root out by just saying like, hey, yeah, I don't sleep with a guy until X. Like, yeah, like you're so amazing. I'm having so much fun getting to know you, and I think you're really attractive, but I have a personal thing. I don't, I'm not sleeping with a guy until X, Y, or Z. And same thing with a man. So, no, no, 100%. Yeah. Men, oh my gosh, like what an evolved spirit Aiden is, you know, because men, it's a different, men release a different cocktail of hormones when they have sex with a woman, none of which bonds them right. to that woman. So when men have sex, their testosterone levels actually plummet therefore making them less interested in the woman unless unless and this is the big caveat unless they're already in love with that woman then it doesn't matter because their testosterone levels have already fluctuated down because when a man falls in love right before they fall in love their testosterone levels drop so anyway so they've already like been through that uncertainty and they've stayed because their testosterone levels have already plummeted Mm -hmm. during the falling in love phase Mm -hmm. therefore once they have sex it's like okay, it's not quite as an aggressive jar to the body. So if we just literally look at it scientifically, it works so much better in this manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yes, go Aiden. Like snaps for Aiden, even though he annoys me. Love him to death for this reason. 
Let us finish the podcast with catching up with the Contis. Christina, why don't you start? Why don't you catch us up? Just because I feel like I've monologued. No, no, no. You have your, you have your things. No, no, please. I I have to think about mine. Oh, no. Okay, so catching up with the Contis. So I, as I told you guys, was on Access Hollywood last week. It was my first in person for a year and a half. And it was just so much fun. It was like... I just, it's like my passion. It's like, I love doing the podcast and I love doing like Access Hollywood and any TV stuff makes me so happy. So I had the best time doing it. I was also just in Vegas. As I said, we stayed at the Encore. It was such a fun time. I'm, and also me and my, um, my boyfriend traveled together like on a plane for the first time. And it's so crazy because we've been dating now for more than a year, but we, it's been during COVID like a majority and then, you know, um, but yeah. So, and I'm just such a big believer that you, I always say like travel with your partner and we've done like weekend trips to Temecula and Palm Springs and we've been to Vegas before like on a car ride but I just I, I love like pr- practicing what I preach because it really just shows you so much about the person when you travel together remember I almost bit Dan's head off when we all went to New York bless his heart love you Dan that's yeah, why I'm that not married rough, Dan. that was a rough trip that was a rough trip <laughs> But it's so true because I was like trying to be alpha and so was Dan. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, so anyway, I just, I love practicing what I preach. It just warms my heart so much. Okay, great. I'll send you. Thank you for that. And some updates for me. I want you to look at our latest Matchmakers in the City YouTube video. It's a matchmaker royal relationship report. Yeah, the YouTubes haven't been performing as well as... <laughs> The podcast does, so definitely give it some eyeballs. <laughs> we're doing, we have to do a rebrand. I'm, we're doing a rebrand. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we think we're going to. It's just, but it's, it's pretty if rough. If you're it's interested pretty, in Prince Harry and The numbers are pretty <laughs> abysmal. <laughs> The numbers are so low. Yeah, we, we'll, we have to we workshop that. It. But we we'll enjoy see. it. But I'm sure you'll love it. It's a funny video. I think you'll <laughs> like it. And then I was on Trending last Monday, and we, it was really fun. We talked about... We did not talk about sex. We talked about... Oh, you didn't. No, we talked about living together. Okay. Before oh, marriage. And then we also talked about ways... For men to approach women without being creepy and we, oh. did, we have a video on that but we did a whole other deep dive on that so that was really Amazing. fun so definitely listen to that that's on my website press page matchmakercristinacondi.com slash press or you can go to the relevant radio app and listen to tim reese that was last monday which was june 7th and then on june 20 thursday june 24th at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern i will be on tim reese show again amazing that's that everyone thank you so much for listening and thank you for bearing with the crying baby in the background if you could hear him he's with the babysitter but alas um but anyway you guys thank you so much and we will talk to you guys in two weeks bye thank you so much for listening to dating in the city for more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.